because that wasn't fun. That was a pain in the eye. Oh, you. Yeah, that that was that was the first time I have heard you actually yell. Oh, God, I hate when I get angry like that. Uh, okay, so it is uh, a beautiful Tuesday morning here in uh, in Southern California. What's it like there? Uh, How, how's the weather in your neck of the woods? It's pretty nice, although uh, I feel like it's going to get hot today. It's supposed to be 90 today. You know, I don't know if you know what's going on over here. I mean, I know you guys have the drought and everything. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know you guys have no drinking water, but... but you know. um, over here in August, typically it's hot. It's, you know, high right. 80s, 90s. It's humid. It's gross. Uh, this entire summer, there have been maybe two or three days that were 90 degrees. The rest of it's just been gorgeous the entire time. Huh. And it's terrifying everyone in New York. Yeah, like what's coming. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you gave us, the, I mean, last winter You're going to have a winter terrible. that, yeah, yeah. Uh, this summer was so mild as to be a little bit odd and, and upsetting. Yeah. So you're going to be blanketed under ice. It's going to be like what was what was that movie that that New York just got covered in ice? Uh, that that would be um, uh, oh, what the heck is the name of that movie? The the you know climate change about. one. Yeah, where, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. With Jake Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, in the New York City Public Library. Uh, where they were Dennis burning tax. Yeah. Oh, what was it? After the no. Oh, well, we'll look it up. No, I don't know. Somebody Some, knows. Somebody's yelling at the... Yeah, somebody's <laughs> like, it's, you idiots, it's this. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, it's uh, very nice, although it's supposed to be a little hot today. Um, right. so, so, are, so this is, uh, wait, wait, this is on taking pictures, Yep. uh, weekly photography podcast or something uh, like that, something like that. Some, yeah. Something resembling a weekly photography podcast. Uh, <laughs> my, I, hold on a second. I feel yeah. like this show, it, let's say th- episode 300, it's going to be some, it's going to have evolved into something completely different than what we started yeah. with. Yeah. <laughs> like it's slowly just like, <laughs> like each yeah. generation. Yeah. It's like taffy. We're like, just pulling into it. I feel or like molasses. We're, pl- we're playing telephone with ourselves. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> remember, remember back in, in the 90s and the 100s when we actually talked about... <laughs> yeah, uh, anyway, so we digress. My name is Jeffrey Sidoris from fadeandblurred.com. And uh, with me, the, 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 the charmingly angry Bill Wadman. Uh, yeah. I'm not charming when I'm angry. Hey, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, yes, you're not. Uh, okay, so a um, couple things. Where are couple we? Where things. are we starting? Okay, a couple things, real quick. Uh, last week, uh, I, I posted a, a, a few little pictures of, of my bear. You see those? You saw yep, those? Yeah, saw the pictures of the bear. In, in front of uh, the drywall. Yep. Who's, whose bear is that? That's my bear. Okay, why do you have a bear? Uh, I've had him since I was three. Okay. Uh, and, and, uh, my, my stepmother, uh, who saw the, the photos and, and sent me an email that I, that I kind of wanted, I wanted to share. Oh, okay. Uh, because, and I don't remember the events of this email and it, and it gives a little insight into my father and, and our relationship. And it kind of piggybacks on, on the talk last week about, memories and how I'm kind of learning more or remembering more via for, via photographs rather uh, than I had remembered th- things before um, kind of the, the revisionist history of it. Right. Yep. 
So uh, she writes, I'll just read a little bit of it. She writes, I distinctly remember the day that your dad and I made a visit to your home in Upland. Uh, Your mom had been cleaning the house, trying to downsize things. She was always so proud of her ability to organize and clean. Uh, She she was, she was cleaning her craft room. Uh, But after saying goodbye while backing out of the driveway, we spotted Mr. Teddy lying on top of the next day trash pile. Your dad stopped immediately and got out of the truck to save Teddy from doom. He told me about the day you received Teddy and that he couldn't imagine not keeping him for you. He had a couple leaks in his legs, so I lovingly stitched him up and stored him in a secure white trash bag for what seemed like a long period of time. Then for whatever reason, we decided to wrap him up uh, and gave him to you at Christmas. How cute that you still have him. How how cute that he's become a big Teddy star. Uh, So this, 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 got me thinking about my dad and a little bit of insight into him wanting to preserve this thing for me. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. It was just, it was just kind of interesting. So that, your mother put it out. Yeah. My mother put it out and they were, they were leaving and my dad saw it and put it in the back of the truck. And I called, I called Linda about it and she's like, yeah, he, he stopped immediately. And he's like, he's not, we can't throw that away. He's going to want that, <laughs> you know? So he stopped and he got out of the truck and he, and he grabbed it and threw it in the back and they, they took him home. And, it, you know, it was funny because I, I, we've talked about, I, I spent so many years thinking that my, my father just didn't, you know, want anything to do with me. Yeah. And little insights like this, you know, it's, he did, he just didn't have the tools to, to explain it or he didn't yeah. have the tools to share. It didn't have the right set of tools. It's also sad that that's, um, that though, yeah, those things can't be communicated more often. Right. Otherwise, but at the same time, you know, your pictures of the bear, which were a t- uh, kind of a takeoff of that other guy who was shooting the bears. Yeah. His bears were cool looking. Mark Dixon. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Yeah, thanks. No, no, no. Your that bear is nice. cool too. A backhanded thing. No, I, I'm just saying that his bears were like really old ones, right? Um, well, this guy's pretty old. I mean, <laughs> he's almost as old as me. <laughs> that's right. Come um, on, no, no, nothing about the apple box. Oh no, the apple box is nice. Get it? Yeah, I got gotcha. you. It's an iBook. I got gotcha. an apple box. Uh, but, um, but just the fact that, you know, you took these pictures and those, those photographs, uh, elicited this story, right? Yep. She, you probably wouldn't have even heard that story cause it wouldn't have racked her brain until she saw the pictures. Right. So it goes in both directions, I guess is what yeah, I'm saying. No, absolutely. Now, you know, another kind of quick story her her father who is my sort of grandfather by marriage i guess um died on thursday oh, and sorry to hear that joe I, I i have just as many memories hmm, of of her dad as i do of her because they both kind of came into my life at the same time when my parents got divorced and, and, you know, my dad and and she got married and, and they welcomed me into their lives as a grandson, just as Linda welcomed me into her life as a son. And Joe was the one who taught me photography. He's the one who, you know, helped me build my darkroom. And the the first time I was ever in a proper darkroom was in his, he had a, a travel trailer that he had converted to a darkroom outside of their house in Glendora and used to take me out and, and 
show me how to develop color and, and, you know, teach me about chemistry and, and so it wasn't just black and white. No, no. He had a full color set and, Oof, and temperatures. Taught me how to, yeah. Temperatures and test strips and, and, and additive versus subtractive color. And, and, you know, it, it, I learned all of my early film stuff from him and I learned to sort of fall in love with photography w- was because of him. And now, you know, X number of years later, that, that passion for photography has sort of come full circle. And it was because of him, you know, he also taught me to snow ski and water ski. And, and, and so it's, it, it was a, I mean, you know, he was, he was ill for a while, but it, you're never prepared. Even, even if you think you're prepared, you're never prepared. Yeah. So I'm, I'm writing something to, to, you know, a few things to say at the memorial and it kind of got me thinking about the, the John Hurt thing that we've talked about, where, where John starts out with, with I'd, I'd rather have memories than photographs, and, and how my memories of Linda's father are very much tied to photographs. Yeah. And photography. Yeah. You know, that without one, there wouldn't be the other. It's true. So, interesting. It's, it's also interesting uh, how whoever is the person who introduced you to uh, photography, right? You remember that person. Yes. Um, I, I, I'm going to, uh, I man, I, my friend Claude was over yesterday. Yeah. And, uh, pronounce his last name for me. Bauschinger. Bauschinger. Okay. I didn't know if it was our or O. Uh, it's Ow, I do believe. Um, and, uh, Claude was, he was, we were looking at that page of the Dorothea Lang standing up on top of the the camper trailer or whatever she's doing in that. Oh, with the, with the view camera thing. Yeah. And he was like, man, I think that that picture was taken by this guy, a friend of my family's. And, and then we went and looked him up and it was a different picture of her standing up on top of a thing uh, by a guy named uh, uh, Rondal Partridge. Okay. Who's this photographer. And, uh, he took, um, all these pictures and he gave Claude his first camera. Oh, wow. And Claude, uh, remembers saying, uh, I think, let me get this right. He was telling the story yesterday. He said, you know, he says, what is this? And the guy looked at him in like really big open eyes. And he's like, he's a, ca-, he's like, it's a camera, you know, it's, it's it, like, that's going to be with you for a long time. Wow. And it was an old, it was like a Pentax. What was before the K1000? Oh gosh, I don't know. Whatever it was, right. Some old manual uh, yeah, Pentax. Yeah. And uh, and it's just, you know, that he was, that Claude was telling me that story yesterday about his, the person who got him into it, um, inspired him. Uh, and, and you're saying this grandfather figure, you know, inspired yeah. you. Yeah. I mean, he, he said, you, one of the things he, he said to me, and I'll never forget it. He said, you'll always have a friend with a camera. Yeah, exactly. And it's that kind of thing. And there is this weird sort of, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, Lion King aspect to the, like ha- passing down to the next generation. Sure. Kind of sure. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know when he, I mean, he stopped shooting, uh, several years ago, and I don't know if if Linda still has um, any of his cameras. I would I would I'd love to know if she does, and well, if and if you know that if out. she does, I'd love to preserve those. Yeah, and it's uh, I just I just I think it's interesting. It's like you know I 
I used to play with my father's camera. I mean, we've told these stories before, so sure. But th- but there's this, you know. I wonder how I can do that for somebody else, you know. Yeah. And it almost, in some ways, it has to be the right person uh, to pass it down to, yep. if you know what I mean. Like it has to be somebody who's going to be receptive to it. Yeah. Because yeah. there there have been lots of cameras handed to lots of kids that didn't end up going anywhere. People who weren't telling the story thirty, forty years later. Yeah. Um. But and, for and us, if, there are. I, I don't know. If you are of that ilk, it's it's like playing with your father's gun. Yeah, it's got totally. that sort of sense of mystery and 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 you know yeah. danger to it. Almost. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And 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 I think that you know who knows maybe there's kids listen to this show and they'll look back and say I used to listen to this podcast and it used to you know what I mean like you never <laughs> yeah. know right yeah yeah um, and that's kind of what's so cool about all this stuff is that there is this. There is a generational aspect to photography, especially uh, maybe more so back in the day because these cameras lasted for 40 years and still did what they did. Right. So you could right. have yeah, an old you, camera. You replacing and, a camera every 18 months. Right. Yeah. You hand somebody a digital camera from 1999 and it's not going to be very useful today. Right. Um, right. So so it's it, it'll be interesting to see how that works in the future. You know, maybe mm-hmm. it's just a matter of, you know. Uncle Billy gave me my first digital camera, you know, and it's, you right. know, and then I went from there and I still have it in a box somewhere. Cause you know, um, yeah, it's kind of a nice, that's a good story. Yeah. yeah. Um, where do you want to go? Well, you, you've got some stuff in here. Why don't you, why don't I have you a few things? Uh, take, 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 take a, take a stab at this first one here. Okay. Well, what? it is, it is August 26th, August 26th. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and 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 I, I had a really busy week last week. I had I had some corner shoots. I had like this uh, uh, musician friend of mine came over for some stuff for 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 new album cover. Um, I had a couple uh, corporate things that I had to shoot. I, I had, a, I had a, a busy week last week. And this week, which is you know the the end of the summer, as it were, um, I don't have that much going on. And I was kind of thinking of just sort of taking it easy this week, you know, Okay. like, uh, and, and I guess it got me thinking about a lot of people go on vacation for a week, for two weeks, that kind of thing, you know, or a month if you live in Europe or, or a month if you, yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. For for a month when you live in Europe and let's say they're an engineer or, or, or what have you, you know, a school teacher or whatever, um, They'll go away not thinking about what they do for a week or a month or whatever. Um, right. So they'll actually, <laughs> they'll do actually do other things. Do, they'll actually do what a vacation is supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay. And I, I feel like even when we photographers, professional or amateur, go on vacation, air scare quotes, <laughs> a lot of times we're bringing a camera along with us. You right. Know? And I wonder if there isn't some value to just taking a break, just putting it down for a week or two weeks. Of course you know? there is. Right. But, but Especially we- when, when you're at the point where, you, look, you, you have in some cases alluded, in some cases inferred, in some cases come out and said that you're bored with photography. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm coming back to it now. I had, I had a little while where I was uh, a little crazy about it, but I'm, I'm excited about it now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, you burnt out, right? Yeah. Which is the whole reason for vacations in the first place. Um, and, and, and I guess my question is like, I, I bet you there are some times when what you need isn't more practice, but rather a break from whatever it is that you're doing. 
you know. Um, and so I'm taking a break mm-hmm. uh, for for the next like week or whatever it is uh, until I get that Reiko GR, which is apparently in, in a box on its way to me at the moment. Okay. Um, this know, is a I, good thing. Yeah, I th- I think I think that it is, and I think that there's I think that there's room. I don't know to talk about the idea of just put down your camera for a minute, <laughs> just you know, live your Why life, not? write a letter to somebody, go for a walk without your camera, without your phone, without you know what I mean. Here, here's the challenge for you: turn down the next job that comes in because you're taking a break, and I bet you money you can't do it. The, the problem with turning down jobs like J O B work money jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, is that if you turn it down, they may not call you back next time. Oh, that's ridiculous. It's that's, not, that's ridi- it's not it is, ridiculous it in the editorial ridiculous. world. Oh, magazines, they, they, it's like, if you're their guy and they you, call you, you have a inflated sense of your own. No, no, no. Then. It's, it's no, it's not worth like that. But if anything, I have an uninflated sense of my worth for them. I'm re- because easily you pass replaceable. On one job, they're not going to call you ever again. That's no, ludicrous. they'll no, but they'll call the next guy. And if the next guy does a good job, well, why are they going to go back to me? They could just stick with that guy. You know, that's a that's a hard way to live your life, sport. Uh, yeah, but you know, it's true, and I got to make a I got to make rent. Um, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. Maybe. You know, if if the break is really what you need, then go all in on the break. Well, the break, the break is a week, you know, if no one calls me this week, then I'm fine. If somebody calls me and says, I want you to do a job tomorrow. Yeah. Maybe I could turn it down. Um, if, it's, if it's really what you need, then give yourself what you need, man. You know, is it what I need or is it what I want? Uh, are, are you present enough to distinguish the two? Yeah. And that's I don't, another question. It is another question. Uh, part of me just thinks. You know, it's the end of the summer. Take mm-hmm. a breath and enjoy the end of the summer. Why not? Yeah. Um, the the one thing that's hard for me is that my partner, she has been getting home at 10 or 11 p.m. every night. Yeesh. So it's, you know, this is her really busy season at her job. Right. And, and when does this calm down for her? Uh, it'll get better after this week. Um, okay. So like, like after, what is it? After is it Labor, Labor Day. Day yeah. yeah okay. You know, I mean, it, it, then there's still another three or four weeks where it's busy, but not as busy. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But <laughs> I do feel, I feel so guilty, you know, where I'm just like, oh, I'm just sitting around. I'm going to take a nap this afternoon. I'm going to, you nice. know, because for me, it's sort of my vacation week. Right. Where if she doesn't get to have the vacation week, there's a little bit of, of whatever there. Um just I don't know. It's just a really interesting idea that I, that I was having. That I, that, that I think it's a great idea. I think it's a sometimes idea. You, sometimes just yeah. I just wanna stop. There you go. Um, it, you can't go wrong with Gino Vanelli. Hey, speaking of which, I shot. Uh, speaking of changing it speaking up. Speaking of Gino Vanelli. <laughs> yeah, I had him over for dinner medallion. the other night. <laughs> Uh, I wonder what you he looks like now. Of him where he's like all sweaty and he's got the medallion. It's just, uh, it's funny. I man, you imagine what he looks like now. Uh, I don't think I don't want to. I'm gonna look it I up. Want, 2014. No, 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 there we go. No. Oh my god! You know what? What? He looks exactly the same. Does he really? Yeah. He still looks pretty good. <laughs> What is he doing? Cruises now? What's he doing? He's got. I don't know. He's got. Oh, his, look at that! He kind of looks the same. He has sold his soul. No way. Okay. <laughs> little little, little, little side. Okay. On, on Gino Vanelli. I'm wow, coming back. 
<laughs> He's still got the big hair. Yeah. And he kind of pulls it off. Wow. All right. Well All right. done, Gino. Uh, I, hey, I got, I got the chance to shoot some food this shoot last some week. Food. What, like at a diner? Uh, the, uh, the, my friend, uh, Matt Fisher, who's the pit master at this barbecue place called Fletcher's down the street, um, called me up and he was just like, Hey man, um, can you do me a favor? Uh, Brooklyn eats or some magazine or something was doing a feature on brisk or on ribs in New York city. And they needed shots of their ribs. You know, he's like, could you come down and take some pictures of ribs for me? And I was like, yeah, sure. You know, like I don't. I don't do a whole lot of that, but sure, I'll figure it out. You know, um, went down and set up ribs and 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 uh, uh, paint. You know, used a paintbrush, put on some vinegar and some sauce to like make them glisten, and right. set up a light so like kind of backlit mostly, and you know the whole thing. Uh, it, and it it was fun shooting food a little bit. It it's, is. Fun. It's nice. It's nice not having something that moves on you. I I don't uh, and don't please don't take this the wrong way, but yep. I don't see you as a food photographer. Oh no, no full time, no, any no. way, shape, or form. No, no. Uh, uh, two big reasons: one, food photography is all about details. Yep. Two, there's no interaction, which is your primary, which is what I really enjoy out of it. Thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. But as far as doing something that you don't normally do, just to sort of see how the other half lives, um, it was fun. You know. Yeah. I got some nice looking pictures of ribs, but I, yeah, yeah, you're right. I don't know that I could do that all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this was a very, um, uh, kind of a last minute thing or what, yeah, how, last how minute, like yeah. lo-fi. I mean, I think the results are really great, but, um, I'm, I'm proud of them, but, um, it, yeah, they're, you know, this was, this was just messing around. It wasn't like there was a team of 12 people, right. you know, all grabbing at stuff and no, oh, this isn't actually ribs. These are actually, you know. Something yeah. else, because it looks better in pictures, you know, or whatever. Right, right, right. You know, we're actually going to gild these things in gold and dip them in sauce, you know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was like literally ribs on a plate. Although, I mean, when you guys were shooting the ice cream. Yep. I mean, you were telling me you had to, you kept it all, you used a ball of paper or whatever it is to set it all up and then quickly yep. pulled out the ice cream and put it had down or whatever. stand-ins. Yeah, we we shot actual ice cream and would, would use crumbled up balls of paper to focus on and see how shadows were going to break and, and, and all that. And then, uh, uh, would swap out from, from, you know, the stand into the real thing, which was in the freezer. Cause you only get a minute or two. Before yeah. I was going to say, yeah. Change. Yeah. And so you, with the ice cream, you need it to look dry. Yeah. Yeah. Unless, unless there are two, two things that we did. We actually, you either make it look, you know, like dry, like right out of the freezer or you let it kind of melt and, and get the sort of aftermath of it melting. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. But they're yeah. in between. It's, it's hard to pull off. Yeah. we well, see with the ribs, it's just that they would, it would, they would dry out, right? If they're sitting out, they're going to get drier and drier. And now, drier d- did you use the, uh, I, I don't know what the, the, the actual chemical is, but you brush it on and it makes the, the little smoke, like the, the steam, uh, did not use that. Uh, okay. Okay. just used, um, just used uh, sauce and vinegar and that kind mm-hmm. of stuff just to mm-hmm. keep it wet looking. Yep. It's all about it just looking juicy, right? That's sure. the, that's sure. the, the main thing. Uh, anyway, they were very happy and apparently the editors were very happy. So it's cool. uh, just a fun little experiment. Yep. You know? Um, you know, we sometimes were sometimes it's fun to mix it up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, you're right. I don't know that I would do that all the time, but that was that that I could actually see myself doing in a pinch if somebody really needed it done, you know? There's something I like about um, – for a few times I've done work with Craig where it was, you know, 
more still life kind of stuff, you know, mm-hmm, where he mm-hmm. needed stuff shot for an ad or whatever. Um, it's a different way of thinking. It's a different way of approaching the subject matter. It is. And you know what it is there? The nice thing about it is that there are less variables in the sense that things, you know, if you have, if you have your camera on a tripod and the light set up and you take a picture, okay, what do we need to change? It's not like there's a moment that's going to be missed. I don't know that there are less variables, but they're not in motion. Yeah, I guess that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or you, know, you can have more control over the whole thing sure, than you sure. can when you know, you're dealing you, with a person. You, you watch Carl Taylor shoot a bottle of whiskey, and he's thought through every little thing of, yep. of place, you know, crumbling foil to to put it behind the uh, the, the glass or whatever to, to make the ice cube look that much more sort of icy and crystally to, you know, little little uh, uh, detail lights and reflections and blocking reflections and blocking shadows. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's very methodical. Absolutely. Yes, that's what it is. Methodical, which is something that in general portrait shooting is not. Sure. Right? Sure, sure. Um, it's it's very much you're you're just building up. It's a step by step thing, you know. It's yeah. like if it's not right, I, I you can love change it. Personally, it. yeah, I yeah. I it. I could see how you could get very meditative about it, mm-hmm. you know, where you you you. It's like that um, the Michel Terevkov, the guy we talked about a couple yep. of weeks ago. Yep, yep. You know, he could sit there and he could just move things just a little bit and bring that up a eighth of a stop, and you know, you know, like all that kind of stuff. You could get really obsessive about it, yeah. uh, in a way that you could you could. I mean, in a lot of times in that kind of stuff, you're trying to create perfection. Yes. You know, and yeah. you're getting closer and closer to it. And it's not about, oh, I got lucky and I got this thing that's kind of perfect. It's, it's, we built this up, this mountain step by step and it got mm-hmm. pointier at the top, you know? Yeah. And um, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, I think a fantastic fusion of aesthetic versus technical that has to come together to work. Yeah. And definitely something that, uh, if you haven't tried, if you're a listener, or you're in the group or something like that, it's it's give Try it a it. shot. Yeah, go to go to the grocery store and and you know get a couple things, make and, a little and, meal. You know, if you're not a cook, uh, you don't have to be able to cook all this stuff. But yeah, it, it's fun. You Good know, stuff. and there are so many different ways, so many little things that 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 you pick up in terms of you know lighting. Like we when we shot chill. Uh, Randy Keppel was, was over along with Patrick and we were kind of lighting everything from the front and they were like, no, 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 no. You light food from the back and then you do a kicker in the front to get these hard highlights, especially with something that you want reflections or, or, you know, so it's a very different way of, of, of working. And there's so much nuance to it. I have, I have so much respect for people that do it well. Yeah. Um, and, and, and go ahead. Oh, you, and you were trying to create, you sort of created little sets for each one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and and food is fun because you you can literally, if you've got a big window or a, or a sliding glass door, you yep. can put a sheet over it to really diffuse down the light. Yeah, and and use a couple of reflectors, and you can get some really superb results. Yeah, it yeah, doesn't yeah. have to be a complicated set at all. I didn't I didn't use a tripod in this case because mm-hmm. I I was using a strobe, but there was a big window. I didn't need the strobe, but I in the sense that I didn't, it didn't change my lighting appreciably, mm-hmm. but what it did was allow me to have a lot more light so I could shoot yeah. at lower ISOs and stuff. But if you were using a tripod and you mirror lockup and blah, 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 then you could do these one second exposures with natural light. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, food, still life photography. I, I love it. Yeah. I, you know what? I could see myself experimenting in that direction is something different. 
mm-hmm. uh, for myself. Uh, because it's something, you know what the nice thing about it is? You can do that without another person. The one annoying thing about portrait photography is if I feel like shooting one day, I have to find somebody else to shoot. Sure. And that can sometimes be the limiting factor, you know? Um, so it's, it, yeah, it's nice to be able to say, oh, I just got to get some stuff and stick it in front of the camera and figure right. out a good right. way to light it, you know? Or you like you were saying the food stuff, or like Carl does, you know, go gra- go to the liquor store, grab a bottle of booze or a bottle of wine, and see what you can do with it. You know, yeah, to yeah. Figure out what these guys are doing because I mean, it's you know, there are tricks, but it's not rocket science. You know, just keep playing with it. Try to move the lights around. You know, and they're also doing all that stuff where they're merging multiple exposures in camera or uh, in in post and that kind of stuff. You know, when they shoot um, watches. You know, like those mm-hmm. macro shots of watches, but it's actually twelve different pictures put oh, together. Oh, they do the, what's it, uh, focus stacking? Oh, they do focus that stacking. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do that to get the whole uh, the depth of field, which is actually kind. Of, think about what Photoshop has to do in order to do that. Like it knows that this part is in focus here, but not in focus there, and it somehow blends those two together in such a way that it's all in focus. That's impressive. You know, they get impressive. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I've never done that. I oh. don't know. I did it once. It was pretty cool. Yeah, um, all right. What else we got? I don't know. <laughs> what, you, you, you were cleaning out the couch, apparently, and you found some change. <laughs> is that what that is? You've just got change written here in the show notes. What is it? So you found... I, I was... I was you're ref- you're going to start fr- paying for everything in quarters. Didn't it, There was that joke, right, that, that Samsung paid Apple in nickels or something like that, but it was, it was a hoax, right? That was a hoax. Yeah. They, somebody said, oh, they, they backed a truck up and put... Yeah. Okay. Sure they did kind of funny though legal tender it would have to be like 2700 dump trucks full of quarters or something yeah it's just not gonna happen uh much easier to just do a bank transfer um this was a reference to uh some of the stuff we were talking about before the show do you want to go into that or no uh sure uh we were talking about uh change and dealing with uh uh things in your life changing and, and sort of going along with the flow or making decisions yourself and, and making big changes and worrying about how they're going to affect other people and that kind of stuff. Um, it's, it's, it's a whole other layer. I think that there are a lot of people, even if, from the photo angle, a lot of listeners to the show who, who, the idea of, say, doing some of this stuff for a living, you know, changing careers, like all that kind of stuff, um, is terrifying because they're they're thinking about all the implications of everyone in their lives, right? Sure. Um, and and sure. and the- if if you've got a family deciding to go from, you know, leaving your job to trying to to make a go of it as a full time photographer, there there are there are more things to think about when you've got a wife or children or a husband or, or what have you, than if it were just you. But does that, but does that mean that it shouldn't be considered? I don't know know. that it shouldn't be considered, but it, it, you have to consider the other people in the equation. You have to discuss it with your partner and, and, and if your child is old enough, discuss it with your child, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, if it even needs to be, a change there there are a number of people who are are successfully uh doing a a a, a job nine to five type of a job and then they shoot yep photographs on the weekends or yep. at night 
And I don't think any less of the work or of them as people. You do nope. what you can. You do what's comfortable for you. You do what's what, what you can do. You know, I think we, we sometimes get in this, this th- there is a tendency in photography of making this, this very hard line of professional means that that's all you do. And I think that's ludicrous. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but I think there's also this idea that, you know, as we, I think that I had, and I think a lot of people do, some idea of what it meant or means to be a professional photographer, right? Um, but, of course, that target is always moving, you know, because the, the world changes, the, sure, the, the market changes. Sure, especially in the last five years. Absolutely, yeah. I, I, in fact, in some ways, I feel worse for the people who have been doing this for 20 years because they had a fairly stable target for a lot of that time. And then the whole, you know, the quicksand moved under their feet kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Some of these people coming in now, it's like they're, they realize that it's always constantly changing. Uh, I think the trick is to, is to change your goals and change your concept of what it means to, to, to do what you do, the kind of work you do and, and, and be the kind of photographer you want to be within the market that's constantly changing. Now I, I am guilty of wanting the world to be the way I want it to be uh, all the time, which I think most people are, right? You, you know, you, you think the world is something and you don't understand why it's not what you thought it was because things have changed in the meantime. But the only, the only reality in that is that unless you change too, then you're, there's, there's always going to be the dis, this discord. You know, there's always going to be this what it is versus what I want it to be. Does the what I want it to be matter at all, Jeffrey? You know, it matters, but I, I think if you can't change what it is, then what does it matter what you want it to be? Well, because it's still a barometer. It's still a gauge of... Yeah, of, it's, a st- of it's a stake in the sand? Yeah, sure. Sure. You know, what was... Uh, uh, oh, gosh. Was it Douglas Kirkland? I think it was Douglas Kirkland, the, the review that, that we did for, for his book, which yep. is fantastic, by the way. And it, he was like... I don't remember the exact quote, but, but it was basically every shoot, he was starting from zero. Yeah. Every time he picked up his camera... There, there. I, I do remember the end of the quote. It was there was. There's no coasting, you know. So he's having to, uh, and this, and you know, Kirkland's been doing it for decades. Yeah. But every shoot is okay. What's what's the problem that I need to solve? Yep. How do I approach it? How do I, you know, work through it? Um, and I think that's kind of the attitude that 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 you need to have. And and. You know, if you've been doing things the same way, the same way, the same way, you might get lucky and be able to pull that off. But more likely is that you're going to need to change either your approach or your workflow or your process in some way because the market around you and those people that you are doing business with are changing. Or, or, or artistically things are changing for whatever reason, right? Um, Yeah. I mean, we've, we've talked about Heisler of some of the stuff that he did in the eighties, looks very much like the eighties. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and what's his name is the same way. Uh, uh, what's his name? Nikon guy. Uh, strobe, uh, the, the, um, McNally McNally. Yeah. Yeah. You know, using, using all of the, uh, the, the gels and that kind of stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an aesthetic shift that happens. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, I remember when I used to work in the audio world, uh, studios and that kind of stuff, 
there was always this this thing where at the end of the session you put away all the microphones, you put away all the cables, you reset the board to nil, you know, everything goes back to nothing. Right? You like zero everything out. And there was part of me that always thought, wait a minute, somebody else is coming in here and setting up all these microphones all over again. Why are we taking it all the way back to zero versus having stuff half set up? You know what I mean? To like mm-hmm. save time for the next one. Kind of like this This is your default starting point instead of zeroing it out. Yeah, right. Uh, it seems like that would be much more efficient to me. But, but in some ways, the act of zeroing things out uh, allows you the option of going in a different direction from nothing. Sure. You know, uh, and, and I think that there's, there's power in the uh, mental power in that, you know? Um, uh, and I don't know. I, 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 I'm starting to appreciate that idea as I get older. You know? uh, I think that's good. Uh, yeah. I don't know. You know, your, your way may be your way, but it's, it may not be the right way or it may not right. be the best way. Or it may not be the most appropriate way. You know, yeah. there, there was a, a, a story about Frank Lloyd Wright who, who had uh, uh, quite a temper on him. And, it seems uh, like he'd be a pain in the ass, that guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the, I, and I forget who he was talking to. I'll, I'll look it up and see if I can find it. But the, the quote was, uh, you may always be Frank, but you are not always right. <laughs> That's cute. Yeah. Yeah. I, I see what they did there with the right. Yeah. With the Frank Lloyd and the right. Yeah. <laughs> Clever. Clever. I don't know. So I guess I'm, I'm getting a, a better. Change is good. I mean, change if it's, is it, good. If, if in fact it is inevitable, which it kind of is, then why fight it? Why not try some new things? You know, with you, yeah. for you, it's, even not doing something is change. Yeah. For you, even setting down the camera. Sure unplugging and not doing anything photography related for a week is a change right. over the past six years. Uh, yeah. Something like that. Okay. So why not? Um, yeah. Why not see where that goes. But I also, I also like the idea that, I mean, like we were saying before the show with, with your grandfather and your father and my father and all stuff, it's like things are going to be lost. You know, stuff is going to be destroyed. You're going to, lose a box of photographs in a flood. You're going to lose a hard drive thing, whatever, you know, like things are going to change. People are going to move out of town. I was saying earlier that I have three female friends of mine have moved out, have moved one to San Francisco for work, one to LA for work and one to Nashville for, for personal reasons in the last three weeks or so. Right. And this is, this is, I mean, you know, these are, not like my best, best, best friends, but people I would see once a month or so. It's, it's a disruption to what's familiar. It is. Yeah. It's sort of like, wait a minute, you, who moved my cheese, right? You know, it's that, it's that whole thing. And, uh, and I think it's sort of the, the only, the only way to, to, to overcome that is to be making positive changes and positive new things like creating on the leading edge, you know? Uh, what does that mean? Well, it's sort of like, you, you know, your, your train is always moving forward and you're going to lose stuff off the back because that's just, you know, the way of the world. So just r- what's right in front of you, just keep making new stuff in the present or in the near future because you know you're going to be losing stuff along the way. You know, it's sort of um, there was a it's, you know, the whole idea of 
Okay. There, there's, let, let me there, clarify this for me. Sure. Are you saying new? What are you saying new? New, new stuff. New, different. New, better. New. Give me an example of, of what uh, you mean by yeah, that. Yeah, sure. I mean, you know, try new things, new relationships, you know, maybe a new perspective and where you live, go for a walk on a, in a different route that you normally take, you know, all of these things to 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 make yourself realize that the 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 the, the things that you consider negative changes uh uh are just changes and then you can create new stuff to fill in new positive stuff to counteract what you think of as negative changes on the other side. But in reality, they're all just changes. They don't, there's no morality in change, you know, uh, potentially there could be, well, there could be morality in, in decisions that people make, but the fact that something changed isn't itself moral. Sure. Sure. Um, but, but, you know, we have these, we have, I feel like we have these beliefs that actions that people take are inherently good or bad because they're good or bad for you, but they may be bad for you, but good for the person who's doing it or whatnot, you know, Mm -hmm. but the only way to counteract that is to continually be making changes yourself so that you realize that life is a fluid thing and you're in the middle of it. Uh, I think by and large, that's true. It's as difficult as it is sometimes to, to break out of, of what's familiar and what's your routine. I mean, I, part of, uh, I have a difficult time with, with things that stray from my, my routines or what, what is, what is familiar to me. We replaced Jeffrey's Folgers with. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Let's see if he notices. Um, you know, I have the restaurants that I go to. I have many of the same friends that I've had for decades. Um, I, I have my little patterns that I go through. And, and when those things get disrupted, I'm, I'm off balance yeah. for a little bit until you sort of reacquire, you know, it's sort of the, like, you know, you, you, you reacquire the GPS kind of thing. You're, yeah. you, you're out of one zone into the other and it takes a minute, like finding network, you know, and then you're like, Oh, okay. Okay. Do you think okay. that's the case for everybody? Or do you think there's some people who just flow through that change more I, easily? You know what? I have a few friends that, that are the, 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 the most carefree, always land on their feet, no matter what type of people. And I just don't understand it. How they do it or how they get away with it? Both. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Both. You know, know, it doesn't matter. It's, but you and I always overthink everything. Yeah, that's, that's part and parcel of how we go, you know? Uh, yeah. And I'm sure that there are advantages to that as well, right? It was the examined life and all that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But I, but I just, you know, it's sort of... Um, I don't know. It was, you know, it's all these conversations. I was having a conversation with a 25 year old last week and we were just talking about the fact that, uh, I was giving her some advice about relationships and stuff. And, and it kind of came along to the, the case that, you know, if you're in a relationship with somebody for more than six months or a year, that person is going to change and you're going to change. And unless you guys change, not necessarily in the same exact direction, but understand that you're both changing and one of you is not going to stand still for the other then it's not going to work. And I think the same is true of your relationship with your own life. That if you're constantly trying to keep it the way it is, because I like it the way it is, um, 
there's there's no happiness in there. You're creating tension. Those those tectonic plates are moving whether you like it or not. Sure. You know, there's nothing you can do about it. Sure. Um, so embrace it is all I'm saying. Hey, um, we should talk about one of our sponsors for today. Uh, yeah. Because this, yeah. ep- this episode is brought to you by Squarespace, Jeff. Squarespace. That was- I got to think of a new one. Yeah, you got to. All right. I'll let you think of a new one while I do the read. A squirt. A squirt. <laughs> A square, square space. <laughs> what no? is that? Is that the for the kids? For the kids, the, the hip hop. Waka 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 waka. I'm sorry. Is it 1986? <laughs> what just happened there? Yeah, boy. <laughs> Squarespace is the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website, portfolio, and online store for a free trial and 10 percent off. Go to squarespace.com. Use the offer code Pictures. Uh, and that, pictures. The, pictures. Pictures. We're gonna put you in the pictures. Uh, and, uh, and, and you'll get, yeah, 10% off of Squarespace. Look, you guys know all this stuff. Uh, it's, it's, it's simple. It's easy. Squarespace, they have beautiful design templates, uh, and they keep adding new ones all the time, uh, drag and drop support. So you don't have to know how to do anything. It just says, oh, I want a picture here. And you drag a picture from your desktop and drop it onto the little plus symbol. And it adds a picture over there, you know, uh, hey, can I just interject? If you do want to get nuts and do some custom like CSS, yep, you can do that. Yeah, you if, you, if you if you dig writing CSS, then first of all, hats off to you because it's not fun. <laughs> no, but but you can do that. You can you can plug in your own custom stuff. Yep, I've got a, so, a few small little tweaks myself. Yep, twenty four ever twenty four hour seven day support uh, through live chat and email. Uh, located in New York City, Dublin, and Portland. See, Jeffrey, mm. if, you, if you move to Portland, you could get a job at Squarespace support. I, that's right. Um, plan start just eight dollars. Squarespace is Jeffrey. Can I help you? Yeah. <laughs> I think I've got it. Yeah, that's yeah, it. That's it. Right. Yeah. Uh, plan start is eight dollars a month and include a free domain name if you sign up for a year. So if you know if you want to get, uh, you know, all those. So why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you sign up for a year? Just sign up for a year. Yeah. Then you save yourself, you know, twenty bucks on the domain name or whatever it is. What are you going to sign up for two months? Come on. Who would sign up for two months? I don't know. Nobody I want to know. <laughs> no one I want to know. <laughs> uh, look, they've got responsive design, so this stuff looks good even on your phone uh, and on your tablet and on your Nexus 7 and on your phablet. Uh, right. All that kind of stuff. Looks great. Uh, they've got little apps, too, which I don't think, it, you know, isn't it on the read, but like the, the portfolio app is fantastic. Portfolio app's cool. The blog app. I, I use the portfolio app all the time now because it's like, okay, I don't want to have to carry my portfolio on my phone and worry about updating it all the time. This right. thing. Or whether or not you've got uh, coverage or a connection in whatever building yeah. you happen to be in. Yeah. It's, this, all, it's all synced. It just it syncs all the pictures from my website. So everything somebody can see on my website, they can see on my phone and flip through while I'm, you know, I'm at a bar and I bump into somebody who wants to see my work. Um, so uh, they got e-commerce. Uh, an online store comes with every single site. Uh, and if you start a trial with no credit card required, you can start building your website today. So it's it's great. Uh, when you decide to sign up for what, Squarespace. What is it? Build today, enjoy tonight. Is that, is that is that their thing? Or you're, you're writing a new one? That sounds like a furniture store. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Build it today. Enjoy it tonight. I don't know. When you decide to sign up for Squarespace, <laughs> make sure you use the offer code PICTURES and you'll get 10% off your first purchase to show your, uh, and you'll show your support for our show, On Taking Pictures. That's so right. We thank Squarespace very much for the support of On Taking Pictures and 5x5. Squarespace, a better web starts with your website. And you know what? If the majority of the world used Squarespace, the web would look a lot better. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, go check them out. And yep. uh, I think most people heed our suggestions on this one. Heed. Heed the warning. Heed. You shall heed. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I told you about how Craig's all weird about the sh- no passing thing. Right, 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 so, right. You shall not pass. Yeah, yeah. It's good stuff. Um, all right, so we got some a bunch of news things in here. Uh, sure. Let's let's call them news. Well, okay. Uh, uh, uh stories. I guess stories. Is that sure? Fair? All right. So this one's been going around. Photographer, <clears throat> what's his name? Wyatt. Wyatt Newman. Newman, photographer and father. Wyatt Newman uh, has been taking pictures of his two-year-old daughter uh, during a cross-country trip. And Stella, little Stella. She's a cutie. She's Dorbs. And uh, he he put them up on the internets, the interwebs. Right. Uh, and apparently uh, people have been calling them perverse, sick, pornographic, etc. cetera. Uh, it, to the point where they successfully forced uh, Facebook and Instagram to shut down his accounts. Right. And uh, criticized his artist website as well. Um, I, okay, so these pictures, little girl showing off her belly, little girl standing there with no shirt on, like with her hand down her pants because she's two. Right. You know, this, this is, this is, go ahead. Sorry. I, are you kidding me? Like, I, I don't, what? I don't understand it, it, it. I don't understand the outcry over it. I really don't. If now a couple things to consider. If he yes. were a she, well, would we be having this response? We we have had that discussion before, but we could bring okay. it up. Sure, yeah. If if this if it was his mother, her mother taking the photos, not her father, are 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 we different there? And the answer is probably yes. Yep. Um, but the other thing is, if you've got kids, you've got naked pictures of your kids. Sure. I've got naked pictures of me that my parents took. Yep. Were they sexualizing me in some way? No, of course not. It's because... Is it the idea that they're sharing them? Maybe. Maybe. Okay, okay, but if I have pictures of my naked kid and you have pictures of your naked kid and I see pictures of your naked kid, like, does that somehow... It's like they exist, right? It's, I mean, in unsexualized pictures of your naked kid running around through a sprinkler in the backyard exist. Yeah. Who cares? I, I there are a billion yeah. of these things. Everyone's got them. Why is it that? Why is it? Do 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 we go, or do do so many people that are commenting on this go directly to? These are some sort of sexual exploitation of this guy's two-year-old daughter. Why okay. is that? Wh- okay, where is the where is the it, intent thing involved? Like, is 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 why is. If Wyatt was trying to make take pictures that were ambiguously sexual for whatever reason, not that the kid he was making the kid do anything, but he was editing for something that was uh, to to create a discussion. Let's put it mm-hmm, lightly. Mm-hmm. Is he at fault if that's the case? You know, like if it wasn't just oh look she's making this thing that he actually chose the images which were ambiguous on purpose. Does that change things for you? Maybe. Yeah. If because it because it does come down in that case to intent. Right. You know? uh, so, but, but, but some of some of the commentary 
has, here's what, I am a licensed clinical social worker. I work with abused children and adults every day. I've listened to children tell me about their parents selling them for sex to buy drugs, about parents who locked them away in closets for hours at, at a time without food or water because they wouldn't stop crying, about parents who beat their children to within an inch of their life for just being a child. Wyatt, you clearly hold yourself to a higher esteem than those people, but I don't. You are no better than they are. You are no better than someone selling their children for sex. Are you kidding me? Yeah. It's a kid jumping around on a hotel bed. Turn, turn in your license, person, because yeah. they, they, they're not the same thing. I'm sorry. They're not the same thing. I just now maybe maybe there was a, a a judgment call in posting them in the first place. That is 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 more of an argument that I can see than 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 what these are. But 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 how are they that different than Sally Mann's immediate family photos? Yep. Does it matter? They're not. In fact, I find them. You know what? In Sally Mann's pictures, I feel like her kids were looking adult, you know, in the way that they were like, she would, there was like makeup on them in pictures and that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And their poses were very adult in a lot of them, but they happen to be kids. Um, is, does it matter, Jeffrey, that he posted these online versus having them up in a gallery? Well, that's, I mean, that's a, that's a good point. That's a good question. And I don't know that I've got an answer for, for me, I personally, I, I, I don't know that it matters. I, I don't know that, that putting them up in a gallery, whatever that means anymore, gives them any more sort of artistic street cred. Right. I don't know that. Um, I do think the the response what has people, been somebody would say, I think, was that at least in that situation, the gallerist has had been one more gatekeeper. Sure. Putting their stamp of approval on this versus I'm going to put them up on a website. But, but isn't the work up in a gallery now along with I, I read? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, the gallery, with the comments with some or something? of the commentary. Yeah. Yeah. That's the idea. I just it's. I just look at these pictures and I go, huh? Yeah. He seems like a, I'm going to, a, a D word ends with a K. I want yeah. to puke. The nude photos are gross and disturbing. Would I don't see these different? as gross and disturbing. I see no, as a little kid even. pooping and stuff. Like I, what is, would they be different? Would they, would they be perceived differently if they were in black and white? Would they somehow be perceived as more artistic in quotes? Not to me. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I kind of like that. It's really nice color, actually. Um, use of color in these. I think. Ah. I mean, the the one of her like in the middle of the street. You know, the the long road and uh, is it the Monument like Valley? Monument isn't it? Valley. Yep. It's a great shot. It's a really cool shot. Like that picture would be awesome, huge. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 um, maybe, maybe there's something wrong with us, Bill. <laughs> you know. Maybe I. Okay, let me turn this around. Let's say you took these pictures, right? right? And but wait, in this in this scenario, is you she my daughter or she's is your, she somebody else's daughter? She's your daughter. Okay. Um, and people were saying this stuff about you. Would you think it about yourself? Would you be no. like, "Wow, what the heck did I do? Maybe I am I sick." I don't. I would look at my own intent. Um, 
Yeah, but I mean, the, the, this. If he took the pictures you know, the, and never shared them with anybody, would that be different? They're making such a. Uh, is it I don't taking know. the pictures that is the fault? I think that these pictures are <laughs> every every good thing you are and every good thing you do is canceled out by the fact that you exploit your children. You have no right to do this to them. Yeah. Do you see this? Uh, I doubt she'll ever be in a real school, have any real friends or develop any real attachments to anything because that would be counterproductive to the isolation. Her parents are probably want to keep her and her brother it's, in. It's ridiculous. I'll bet. Uh, the only people who uh, you're, they're around are their parents' like-minded adult friends, a healthy portion of which are probably pedophiles that are too blind to see. Wow. Yeah. To, so we go to right see there. Her right there waiting to get their children alone for five minutes. So I, okay, I've got a, I've got a picture of me naked in the shower with my dad. Yep. So is, is that, what is that? I've got a picture of me running down the hallway naked, screaming like, ah! Yeah. You know, that I, my, I think this is a I think this is a big chunk of is, the stranger danger stuff where it's like yeah, anybody is yeah. doing anything that could possibly be seen as exploitive by anybody in the world is right. by definition exploitive. It's just like, no, that's right. not the way it works. You know what? Maybe this kid's going to grow up and be really, really cool. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. Maybe she's crazy, but maybe she's crazy already. It has nothing to do with this. You know, it just, like, it just seems very immediately judgmental without. I, you know what knowing. else I, I will say too? They're nice pictures I, in they the are. sense that they're good photographs. Would it make a difference if they were junky photographs to you? Is the fact that this guy has an eye and technically good at what he does change it for you? Uh, what do you mean? Like if they were seedier or, you know, yeah, somehow or just like, it, yeah, like if they grittier. were taken with a phone with really bad lighting and it, they just didn't look good, would that somehow be worse to you rather than him taking the point and being deliberate about getting out a tripod and sitting here in the middle of the street and you know what I mean? Right, right, right. Using a you know, polarizer or whatever yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah, adjusting yeah. color. Yep. And, yeah. Does that change it? Um, it probably does in some way, because again, it comes back to intent. What is the intention there, though? Just that they're better taken? Well, maybe I'm misunderstanding the question. If the intent is to, I'm going to make this look like a seedy motel shot, that's one thing. But if it's, I've I've only got my phone and I'm going to try, I don't know. I don't know is the answer. All right, one, one last question for you. Yeah, sure. What if it was just one of these pictures, not a bunch of these pictures? Does that change it? Like in a, nor- um, in a normal thing of a bunch of pictures that have nothing to do with it, you have the one of hers standing naked in front of the white door, you know, the third one down, like crying, right. a little crying two-year-old kid naked. Okay. Other than the fact that she's naked, that particular shot, how is that different than, you know, sort of Jill Greenberg's taking candy away and forcing kids to cry? And is, yeah. isn't that putting the I child find through- that much more offensive than these, you know? Yeah, I, I don't like that, that stuff at all. As a as a body of work, you you you, she is a character in his body of work in in this body of work. I think it's you know you know what would be interesting too is if over the years, is if this guy, uh, if this little girl not continues to do like the weird, you know, arguably weird nude stuff, but just like continues to be game for doing silly stuff right, like this. Right. Well, it, there's the story of, of Sally Mann's son who got to a certain age where he's like, look, I don't want to be naked anymore. And she was like, okay. 
Okay. There, here, okay. Last, last question. Yeah. If the parent says, if the parent takes a picture of the kid while they're naked, is that different than the kid, the parents getting the kid naked to take the picture? Um, it, I probably, I could see where it could be interpreted that way. Sure. Like I, I want you to be naked for this versus, oh, you just happen to be naked. And, and that's, yeah. a, that's you're running around know. naked after the bath. And I took a picture versus take your clothes off kid and jump in the middle of the street. <laughs> right. <laughs> like there are, th- those are two different things, you know? Uh, yeah. It is. I, ah, it's, man, I it's, don't know. It's interesting. And I, I hope. If the intent is is not to exploit, and I don't know the man, so I can't yeah. I can't uh, comment. But if if it was to create this body of work, much again, much the way that Sally Mann and, and others have done, then I hope he sticks to his guns because I, I don't see this as pornographic. I don't see this as exploitive. No, I think it's cool. I'm giving it. I, I, I'm giving the photos and the whole thing thumbs up as long as he wasn't making the kid do it. If she was like, yeah, let's do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, She's a two year old. Yeah. She can, not that she makes up her own mind, but she could, you know, be crying and not want to be in front of the camera. There's none of these pictures where, I mean, other than one where she's like crying in front of the door where she seems like she's being put out by doing it. She's like making goofy faces and stuff, you know, like a kid would, I don't know. Yeah. It's a kid being a kid. Who cares? But you're right. We'll we'll put this in the link in the show notes. This is um Huffington Post article about it. But uh, Yeah, see what you guys think. And then what, do you, this, what do you think? Uh, we'll also put in the the link, the classic link to Sally Mann's family pictures. Yeah. Um uh, Norman Jean Roy uh writes in an uh, interview with New York magazine about how digital ruined fashion photography, right? This is the I think I think whining thing. about digital has ruined fashion. Well, yeah, we I mean, we talked about this a while back. I just it's it's, it's somebody sent it in the other day. Um, but there is the the one thing that I will say about this. The the one point that I think is salient is there is a difference between shooting somebody with the client there and and the client looking at every picture you take as it comes out of your camera on a screen. Agreed. But don't, and, 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 do you and I, not have control over that? Do you not have the ability to say that's not the way I work? Uh, if you have enough clout, yeah, you have you have that right. But you there's know? a lot of people who will demand it. Um, and there's also, uh, you know, you're going to get different stuff out of that. I like the idea that he says that he doesn't look at anything he shoots for two days. Love that. You know, I, I think w- w- there's another thing that he says where it's it's not necessarily digital has has ruined it. It's it's. Photography by committee is what's ruined it. I totally and I agree think with that. That's probably a little more accurate. It's not the technology that's ruined it. It's it's the entitlement that Everybody the technology has brought with it. Yeah, yep. it's it's middle management, you know, uh, uh, justifying their position by having to have something to say. But is isn't there a devil's advocate position that says you know five minds are better than one? No. Isn't that isn't that just your artistic ar- arrogance saying that? No. No, okay. no, it's not. But there, there okay. has to be somebody driving the ship, you know. Uh, but when, but you've argued that I should do a lot more collaborations with other people, saying that more heads are better than one. What's the difference? Um, no, I, I I have said that you should offload some of your post production to people who do it better because that's all they do. Okay. You're, you're, it's, it's the it's the sort of jack of all trades, master of none argument. There, it's, it has nothing to do with with 
creative vision. It's freeing yourself up to shoot and let other people do what they do on the other end. Okay. So you, so your, your thing with me isn't that I should work with more other people. It's, it's okay. All right. I misunderstood your argument about that before. Yeah. I, I mean, look, collaboration is great, but, but there has to be a director. Right? Uh, y- yeah, I get, yes, true. At the end of the day, but, they're, but, they're, but if, 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 if this is a commercial shoot or a magazine thing where the client has the checkbook. Yeah. But if, if the art director or the publicist or, or the, the copy editor or whatever, if they could all take the photos, then you wouldn't need the photographer, but they can't. So you need the photographer. So let the photographer do what the photographer does. I agree. It, the, the committee thing drives me crazy. Um, that's why, you know, I, I was doing that. Uh, I did that, that failure thing for, uh, for the, uh, whatever the creative mornings earlier this month. And, and when I sent them the initial comp of what I was planning on doing, like before I actually did the shoot, I just did a quick, like mm-hmm. sketch up and I sent it over to them and I have to admit, uh, the the Tina, the woman who runs the whole thing, uh, Swiss Miss. On, yep. Uh, sure. Sure. She I've been she following her for her for years. Yeah. She commented on my thing by saying, "Oh, I, I wonder if the failure because I originally had failure written as a tattoo on the guy's arm." She said, "You know, I wonder if that's a little too small." She said, "You know, maybe this, maybe that, but I'm not going." She said, "I'm not going to tell him what to do." Right. Like, uh, you know, I trust him to do his thing. And but see that that's another I, great example. I, I think I your like con- that. Yeah, I do too. And yeah. I think your concept for that shoot was great. And I think that, that what you spend the bulk of your time doing with regard to that photo was great. Where that photo didn't work for me was in the post. Interesting. Okay. Okay. You know, and, and. You, you admittedly you were trying something that was a little new a technique that was a little new and i think that's the part that doesn't work for me okay conceptually i love it i'll say I, I i thought the post came out rather well mm-hmm. um so you know i haven't heard anybody else complain about it so i don't know um but i guess hey everybody's got their things yeah but, but i like the fact that she didn't tell me what to do. Yeah. You know, like, look, we, we've heard but that's from, very, but it's, but it's rare when there's money on the line. That's rare because people don't want to take chances when it's expensive. No. And we've heard that from any number of photographers that you are hired because you can, you can already do what they want you to do. Not that you're going to come up with something new and different for them. Right. We've already seen what we want in your portfolio. We right. want you to do that. Right. So just go do that. Just go do that. Right. See this picture right here? It's going to be a red shirt instead of a blue shirt, but everything else we want to look like just like this. And we've, we've heard that from any number of photographers yeah. in the last couple yeah. of years. And, and more so, which, which is interesting when we get to, well, like uh, you were saying about, uh, what's his name, you know, starting from scratch every time. People don't want you to start from scratch every time most of the time. You know, they want you to start from something you've already done. Right. Well, and it, you've had that happen with you. You've, you've shot something and, and, or you, you show up to a shoot and people go, hey, we saw what you did here. Can you just do that? Yeah, just do that. Sure. And you're, you're kind of left going, well, yeah, I guess I can, but. Yeah, that's no fun. Yeah. 
yeah for for you or then having something that's already been done it's like well okay you, totally. you, you the, the the risk becomes knocking off yourself yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah 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 <laughs> it's a weird weird thing yeah um, interesting article though it is it's from work. last year so i think we may have even brought it up once before but i i, I had to look at it again yeah um uh, really good work the oh, so I got to play with one of these OnePlus One phones the other day. I'm jealous. They're supposed to be pretty amazing devices. Uh, it's huge. Uh, Great specs. Who are these though? people I mean, with these five and a half inch hands? <laughs> people like Marquez, you know, Brownlee, the Apparently, six foot two frisbee ultimate frisbee uh, player. You know, I, <laughs> my friend who had it had to use it had it in her back pocket because it wouldn't fit wow. in her front pocket. You know, yeah, it's um, a beast. It's it's a big phone. It's it's it looks pretty nice, you know. If you were how's how's the fit and finish on it up close? I've never seen one in person. It's nice, you know. It yeah. feels it feels very much like a slab of glass in the front, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is interesting that they're using Cyanogen mod as as kind of the OS. Yeah, they're they're trying to take it a step beyond. Like that's their differentiation, right? Not right. not necessarily their own skin on top of it, but just by sticking Cyanogen on top of it. Although interestingly, Cyanogen Mod uses a different launcher on that phone. Like they have their own launcher with their own icons, hmm. which is a little weird. But I guess you could always just install the Google Now launcher or, or whatever right. it is. And, and well, there's a whole uh, page of of themes. You mean you can make it look like a Nexus? You can make it oh, look okay. like S five. Oh, know, okay. It's, it's one click install of of icons oh, well, there you go. and and home pages and home yeah. screens. Things I, like so that. so the but the the the. The the thing that I wanted to bring up is that this phone shoots 4K video. Yeah, um, like like real for like 4096. Yeah, actual 4K. cinematic DCM or DMC or whatever the heck it is. Yeah, it's, uh, it's not UHD. It's it's what yeah, is it? 4096 DCI? by DCI. There it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I, now I didn't know that when I was playing with the phone, but yesterday. Uh, Claude again uh, called me. He sent me an email. He's like, "Have you ever seen a One Plus One phone?" And I was like, "Funny enough, I played with one yesterday." You know, um, and he's like, "Do you know that thing shoots 4K video?" And he's like, "Here, I'm gonna send you a link." And he sends me a link to all of these sort of uh, test things and 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 test footage. This guy stuck one on some sort of rig or jerry rigged it to some sort of slider or something, you know, so that he could do nice pans and stuff. Right. And I have a, a you know, UHD monitor and I watched it at 4K on YouTube. And this footage looks amazing. <laughs> yeah, from a phone. Um, like amazing. Yeah. Uh and I I think that it's it's it seems like it's better at video than it is at stills though. Did you ever look at do you look at any of the stills yeah, at 100%? It's, yeah. They're yeah, yeah. really I, crunchy. It, the, the the and and I wonder if that's a firmware thing or is that a limitation of the sensor thing? Uh, you know, they're crunchy, but they're almost crunchy in an interesting way where you could see somebody actually liking the crunch, like a street photographer or something. Yeah. I, mean, I think the look. they look terrific. Yeah. They're just, yeah. you know, there there's, it's not artifacting per se, but, but there's just something in the stills. Yeah. Yeah. There's like, there's a, um, um, there's yeah. Like all these, these shots, like towards the middle of this post in the links that I'll put up all these like street shots and stuff. Yeah. When you, you bring them up and it looks very crunchy, it almost actually uh, looks like shooting film at say 800 ISO, like color 800 ISO film. 
Yeah. You know, where it gets like, it's grainy enough to where the grain is noticeable. Yeah. Um, and and the, in these shots, at least, there's a flatness to the color. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, that, I ca- that, but I'm okay. I'm almost okay with that. It almost looks like, uh, like, um, uh, actually, they really do look like film, like 35 millimeter film scans, like, uh, like, uh, uh, Portra 800, like, uh, Kodak. That's exactly what it looks like. It looks like Kodak Portra 800 film. Um, in fact, I like the ones outside that don't have the noise, any noise reduction turned on rather than the ones inside, which it seems like they get, they get smoothed out, you know, that sort of creamy feeling. Um, it's, it's pretty, this shot of the cat, the eye. Yeah. So, so I guess my point is, this is crazy that, that, that we're getting this thing. Now we've talked about, you know, people using phones as their main camera and whatever it is. I guess my question is, are we getting to the point where even though real cameras with quotes around it are still better and are getting better in much the same way that these are getting better, is there sort of an MP3 moment where this is good enough for almost anybody. Well, your average, yeah. your I mean, average again, person. It, it's, it comes down to intent. If you're shooting for the web or shooting for anything below, you know, 16 by 20 or 20 by 30. Yeah. yeah. Unless you're shooting video, in which case you're shooting anything below Vista vision. Like, yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> Cause the 4k looks nuts. The video. It really does. Like it really does. Uh, Claude's thinking of buying one just to use as a pickup camera when he's out and about and can't use a real yeah. camera because people that, will yell at well, him. Well, that's the other thing about these phones is the 64 gig version is 350 off contract if you can get one. That's the big thing because yeah. you have there's this whole you can't just buy one. You have to be invited to yeah. buy one or you have to win one, win an invite somehow, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I take wonder, your clothes off if, and write the OnePlus One logo on your body. No, that was their thing, right? No, they were having a competition. Was it? Yeah, that was probably chive or something. But I wonder if uh, if if one plus one would maybe would they hook us up with a few invites to give out? Uh, we could write them, but my guess is that they probably are not. they're deep in it. I know um, Marquez Brownlee uh, end of last month had they gave him a hundred invites to to give out, and he he did them on Twitter. I I, I mean, you know what it is. I I need a new phone and the new iPhone is supposed to be announced, whatever next week or two weeks. Right. And my, my, it turns out that my contract isn't up until November 10th or something. Um, so I've got a couple of months before I can buy a new phone, but there's this part well, of me. You're not invested in the ecosystem very much in the Apple ecosystem. No, in the sense that I don't use much beyond free apps and things right. that are just right. 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 Yeah, right. Yeah. And I'm fine with Android. I just, I, the one thing I do like about, my iPhone is, I don't think about my iPhone. And if my iPhone breaks, I have five different stores within five miles that I can bring it to, to get a new one. Right. And that's actually a big thing. Like I don't think about my phone. My phone is an appliance. It's not a computer to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, some people want to see their phones as computers and I just wanted to get my email and be able to tweet something. I don't, I don't, right. I don't use a ton of different apps. Like I still, I still use the standard iOS camera app when I'm taking pictures. Like I don't, right. I have all the other ones on there and every time I open them, I'm just, oh, just give me the regular camera app. Um, but I just wanted to say that this is, it's nuts and it'll be interesting to see if Apple can come up with a camera that, or if their new phone is going to be a step behind the best cameras. You know, that that's this interesting. Is the first time that an Android phone really just kicks the poop out of Apple's phone when it comes well, to it, it's, 
it's the one area of the the iPhone six that we haven't really heard much about in the rumor mill. Yep. You know, we've heard about the new phosphorus motion controller. We've heard about the sapphire glass. We've heard about, you know, the, 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 the reversible USB plug that's coming out. We've heard, you know, we've heard about all these different A8 processor and all that, but we haven't really heard much about the camera. Yeah, it's true. You know, other than there was a rumor yeah, a it's while back. protruding from the back. Did you see that? Yeah. Supposedly, I guess for, for attaching accessories, but the actual sensor, I only read one oh, thing. Oh, that, that was the they, angle? Yeah. I mean, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, now what does that mean? Does that mean they're going to set up to buy Oliclip or, or some other manufacturer or come out with their own? Who knows? But the, the, the only real even substantial rumor that I read was that they were going to the 13 megapixel Sony sensor. Right. Okay. So a little more resolution. The problem is you keep making these phones thinner. You keep going wider angle, right? Cause you need like a, you need a, you more, you need more depth to go. Right. So and maybe that's one of the reasons for going protruding, you know, out of the back of the thing. Right, I don't know. right, 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 right. I just, you know, this whole thinness thing has really gotten off the rails. Like, I don't need my phone to be thinner. Yeah, give me more battery. Give me a camera that has a slightly longer focal length. So it's not like everything is super ultra wide angle all the time. Yeah. Well, like, and that, that was the other that. thing is it, this, this is what a, on the one plus it's a 30, 3100 milliamp battery. Big battery. And the, the, the battery on the phone. Yeah. The battery on the, on the six they've said is, is like 1800 milliamp. Right. right. That's not a huge, in, what, what is it? 1450 in the, the iPhone, the five. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's bigger if it's a 4.7 inch screen, you know, it's yeah, also but, interesting using with, with that screen. Plus this one plus has some sick screen on it, right? The screen is better than 1080p. Isn't it like a, yeah. it's like, Oh, here it is. Uh, <clears throat> Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, no, the the video is, oh, the video is thirty eight forty. I wonder what the resolution of the screen is. I think it's higher res than even HD. So it's like, man, talk about perfect viewfinder. You know, just, interesting to see how it, how it shapes up. Yeah. Anyway, just thought it was it was interesting to talk about. Uh, you put this up on 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 your site the other day or Twitter feed. Uh, yeah, uh, Dor- Dorothea Lang, uh, a new documentary about Dorothea Lang called "Grab a Hunk of Lightning." is going to be airing on PBS Uncle on Hunk of Lightning. <laughs> uh, and I, I guess, is it, is it her granddaughter? Oh, is it a Lang doing it? It's not a Lang, but it's, it's some relative apparently. Yeah. Diana Taylor, I think is her. Let's see. I will uh, look director of photography, Peabody award. Oh, she's her daughter, granddaughter. Yeah. Okay. So uh, apparently just unprecedented access to the Lang archives. Never before seen footage, photographs, journals. Do you think that there is a, uh, can that be a negative thing where what you feel like you'll end up with is a puff piece? Would it be better to hand that to a third party? Uh, I suppose it depends on. I guess we'll find out that, on Friday. Who that person is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I. You know. Look, this woman is is not just looking to cash in on on a family name. I mean, she's you know she's an Emmy award winning. No, yeah, no, no, right no absolutely. She, she I, I just mean from doing. the point of view of the 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 subject matter and the the just the 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 angle at which she comes at it. You know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm really excited to see it. Yeah. Uh, this is I, Friday night. At 10 or something like that? Something like that. I'm sure it'll be up on, on the internet somewhere. Uh, so on PBS, if you guys have PBS, go check it out or yeah, DVR it, I guess, if yep. you have one of those. Yep. 
And if, uh, if you'd like to read uh, a fantastic book about her life, there's, there's one called A Life Beyond Limits by a, a woman named Linda Gordon that is terrific. Absolutely terrific book. Life Behind Lim- Beyond Limits. It, is, uh-huh. it almost sounds like it's a, uh, uh, like a, um, a big pop ballad. <laughs> you know, like Wind Beneath My Wings. Yeah. Life Beyond yeah. Limits. Like the, the dude from Survivor singing it. You know, yeah, like, yeah, like the, yeah, the, yeah. the, or the, David the Budweiser commercials. <laughs> Life beyond limits. Oh, uh, it's so good. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to this one. We'll see, we'll see how, uh, how she does. I wonder how long the movie is. Probably 90 minutes. I like a lot of those American, uh, uh, American masters shows. Although the yes. American masters logo is looking really dated. I, yeah, well, yeah. And you know what it feels like too. Not only is the logo the same, Jeffrey, but when they use it as like a leader on TV shows, they're using the same sort of bad. Oh yeah, the late eighties bumper. Dun 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 dun. Yeah, it's like somebody put it together in I don't know what video toaster. What would somebody have used to do that? I don't know. Back in the day, you know, it's, it's like, like we've, we've still got this beta, so let's let. Yeah, right. <laughs> it like even in. yeah, it even has that wavering, like it was on video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like somebody just recreate this in After Effects or yeah. Motion or something, so we have a new version of it. So funny. Uh, it's so good. Uh, so check that out. I guess we'll discuss it next week. Yes. Um, Christopher Matheson. Christopher Matheson. Oh boy, not him again. Not math. Uh, put up a put up a link to this uh, censorship article over in Japan right now. Uh, apparently, some uh, photographer, uh, Japanese artist uh, Roku Deshi Denashiko, Roku Denashiko. Yes. Okay. There you go. Um, took pictures of men where you could see their penises. Oh, wait, no, this is, no, I, that's a, I think that's a different person. It's, uh, isn't this, uh, Oh, oh okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. She was, she, yeah, she did this things of her vagina and got in trouble. Yeah. Right. She, and this guy's, she had a printer diagram yep. of her. Fair enough. Sorry. Yeah. I, I misread it. Yeah. Um, so he took these pictures of, would it be Rai, Raiudai, Ryudai, Raiudai, Takano. Raiudai Takano. Ryudai Takano. Takano. Maybe. Ryudai Takano. I think it would be Ryudai Takano. Ryudai Takano. All right. Uh, We'll figure it out. (laughs) Leave us a voicemail and pronounce it correctly. Uh, Took these pictures of uh, men nude. They're nudes. Right. Where you can see their uncensored genitalia. Yeah. I think that's why they call them nudes. Yeah. And uh, apparently patrons uh, realizing that not all patrons would be happy about confronting a uh, confrontation with uh, being confronted with uncensored genitalia. The mu- museum consulted with an attorney decided to put up curtains, separating the photos from others on display and included a warning that the images may be unpalatable for some. Uh, a guard was even posted nearby to watch the entrance of the cordon off area. Uh, nevertheless, police showed up on August 2nd or 12th, almost two weeks after the exhibition opened demanding that the 12 obscene with obscene in quotes photos be removed following anonymous complaint about the exhibition right <laughs> okay there are a number of okay. things here okay. number one the, the, wait, the, this coming from the country that brought you vending machines where you can purchase girls underwear yes <laughs> okay exactly. so, but but nude men 
We can't have Whoa. that. Whoa, wait, yeah. slow down. You got to pixelate that stuff. That's right. That's uh, right. <laughs> I, it, this is yeah. a reminder, and there are a number of reminders. And and look, not all is perfect in America. I'm not saying that at all. But I'm just saying there are certain rights that we have in America, and I'm sure this would be look that argument we had about the father and the daughter kid right. pictures. That's happening in America, so we're not. Certainly, whatever. Okay. Do, do we do we know were these graphic in terms of were they engaged mid sex yeah. act or is it? No, just I think it's guys standing there. Yeah, in nudes. Like I don't think one of them is holding the other one's genitalia or anything like that. You know. Okay. Um. So hey, if it offends you, don't go to that particular gallery. Right. So I guess my question is: uh, so you have a a an anonymous complaint. So is some, you know, random person, some old lady down the street who says that is offensive to me. Therefore, the government has to go take those, have those taken down because they're obscene. Right. Because what's going to happen if people see them? That's, that's my question. Okay. But (laughs) yeah. Okay. I, I, I just, I just don't, I don't understand. I mean, the, if you don't like it, don't go. Yes. Well, that's that's sort of the very First Amendment way of looking at it, right? Um, you know, but, if I see, you know, uh, 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 hey, Maplethorpe's most erotic photo collection at a gallery, I'll just go, you know, I, I'll pass. I don't really like that. But I'm not going to go demand that they take it down. Yeah. It is apparently, okay. Apparently, there's an entire Wikipedia article on censorship in Japan. Uh, in Japan, Article 21 of the Japanese Constitution guarantees freedom of expression and f- prohibits formal censorship. What f- censorship does exist is often carried out through Article 175 of the Criminal Code of Japan. Historically, the law has been interpreted in different ways. Recently, it has been interpreted, interpreted to mean that all pornography must be at least partially censored. However, there have been very few arrests based on this law. So this is, so this is, there's another, uh, here, look at this image. Okay. Uh, Okay. Hold on. Hold on. There's an image. And I think it's by the same guy uh, of, of uh, a a guy sucking someone's toes. And I don't know if it's a man's toes or a a woman's toe. Okay. That's my point. (laughs) That's my point. Isn't, isn't that more suggestive? That's far more sexual than yeah, than right. two guys just standing next to each other. Maybe they would think this was obscene too. I, I mean, but there there are no sheets over it. I think that's the thing: is obscenity is just such a gray area that doesn't really make any sense, right? Uh, in the in the sense that right, like you're saying, some guy sucking some guy's toes versus some guy just standing there nude with a flaccid penis why is why is the guy just standing there nude automatically gross and disgusting you know right if 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 the the guy's daughter in those other pictures was 18 and sitting in the middle of the street naked and had said that she's fine with doing it is that also wrong or is it just because she's a little kid but who's sexualizing a two-year-old that way? You know what I mean? And if yeah. they are, they're sexualizing two-year-olds walking around all the time. It, I, it just, it it doesn't, it doesn't hold up. It doesn't really hold any water, any of this stuff, you know? So their, their answer was to put sheets in front of these pictures. Yeah, but only halfway. 
So you yeah, can like still covering, see the, yeah, yeah. you can still see the heads and the torsos, but we're just going to, we're going to, and, and, mm-hmm. and in fact, it, you know what, almost, it, it reminds me of what's his name. Who was the guy, who was the attorney general during W who had, Coop? Uh, no, 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 no. Attorney general. Post, post, oh, 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 a certain. Who, who put, uh, who put the, he put, uh, sheets over the genitalia of oh, statues. Right. The at statues. The, remember that? Yeah. It's that, that kind it, okay. of stuff where it's like, the, Whoa. This to me, with with the these semi translucent sheets, is yeah. almost more. It almost makes it more erotic. Yeah, you're you're yeah. Now, now it's something you're not supposed to see. Yeah, it's the implication that now it's forbidden. Yeah, now it's naughty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it's there's kind of like, there's also this question though. Are you are you supposed to be allowed to go up there and move the sheet? In right. much the same way that you, you know how sometimes you go and it's like something's uh, very critical, light sensitive, and you there's yeah, a sheet and you yeah, pick yeah. it up and you look at like so is, now this has become sort of this active participatory experience. Yeah, interesting. I don't. And maybe that's not what you're allowed to do. But yeah, I, it's it's it just doesn't make any sense to me. Like, yeah, it doesn't. Who cares? I just I look at people dying in this world of terrible. Dis- diseases and war and religion or whatever it is it's like and this is what we're finding this is what we're arguing about in the news yeah yeah like who cares you know i just if anything the 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 artist is actually probably psyched that this happened because now there's articles all over the place of how you know his show at such and such a gallery you know it's the streisand effect right you know what was the thing barbara streisand was pissed that there were aerial photographs of her thing on google plus or something Something stupid like that Or on, on Google Maps. And so she made a big stink about it, which just pointed everyone to her house on Google Maps. Yeah. yeah. Or Beyonce demanding that, that you know, all, all unflattering photos be removed. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah. She demanded that well, unflattering. Shoots, you mean? No, like in concert, people posted her dancing and whatnot. So all these people, it <laughs> became a meme. It's like, guys, you cannot control everything. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's asinine to consider any other position. It's yeah. just it's just crazy. Interesting though. Fascinating. I don't know. This one's crazy. And if anybody yeah, has any the, the, further thoughts on this one, this is the the whole thing with the sheets, like I said, it just it it has made it more sort of titillating to me now. Are you titillated by this? A little bit. A little bit, yeah. I, I know how you roll. <laughs> I, I I I think it's sick, but I, I know how you roll. <laughs> nice. I think it's wrong. I think it's, it's disgusting. A, you, you you are a horrible human being. Yes, but you, I think you, you have the right to be that horrible human that's being. Right, that's right. I think you should be imprisoned, but who am I? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's uh, let's talk about our second uh, sponsor hey, for the day. I have got to. Uh, can I say something? Well, you yeah. know what? Do you May want do you want me to leave this t- till the insert what you want about the book section of this of the script read? Should I, I hand it over to you, or you want to I'm just? Leave? I, can I just start with it? Sure, go ahead. I, I would just like to say thank you to uh, to Jonathan Zufi for for sending me a copy of this beautiful, beautiful book. I'm going to do a review of it on Fade and Blurred. He emailed me after last week's show. Right, you and you said, hadn't hey, had a copy. Yeah, he said, hey, I'd love to send you a copy of this book. Uh, let me know where to send it. And I got to tell you, after seeing this thing, it is it is gorgeous. Right. Okay? It is it is. And here's what what's, what I think is interesting. If if you are uh, an Apple user, if you if you sort of grew up using Apple products, the the wonderful thing about this book is 
it not only is a great look at these products, yes, but it is, it, it, it takes me back to, you know, sitting in my best friend Mark's uh, room playing Elite or playing Wolfenstein or playing yeah. uh, Conan on the Apple IIe. My friend Andy had, I mean, we had Apple IIe's in school, but he had a, in, in freshman year of high school, so this is 89, he still had a 2C. Oh, yeah. And, and it I, just, so it takes yeah. you back, yeah. right? Yeah, those it's Apple not, IIe's, they had a certain smell to them, the Apple computers yes, too. Yeah. Yes, and, and, you know, we had, we had uh, SE30s and we had the classics and, and you know, I had a 2CX, I had a 2SI. Uh, so it, it's really this, this wonderful sort of nostalgic look back while also seeing the innovation that propels this company forward. Yep. True. So uh, Jonathan, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for this book. Uh, I, I will get a review going, uh, but it, it is really terrific. So thank you for that. Can I read the book? Can I read yeah, the book? Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Thank you, Jonathan. So the book we're talking about is a book about Apple. Uh, it's a, in 2009, Jonathan Zufi uh, created this amazing project where he decided to collect and photograph every Apple product ever made. Uh, and uh, he ended up with 150,000 pictures. That's crazy. That's a lot. That's like what Bailward takes in a day. Uh, <laughs> from and then he from took, the van. <laughs> yeah, while he's driving. That's to go. Right. Uh, then he took all these photos and condensed them into this stunning coffee table book called yeah. Iconic. Uh, have you? So now you've have you, you've made your way through this, right? I have made my way through. You've this. made you I- made your way through the photographic tribute. It's a photographic tribute to Apple innovation. I got this. I think I got it on Friday. And I spent a good few hours going through it over the weekend and just beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And, and some things that you, that you never saw because they were prototypes mm-hmm. and, and some things that you or just, like the E-mate or whatever it was, yeah, like stuff that's you like, just don't remember. Wow. Apple made that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, uh, yeah, yeah. So, sorry. so if you, it's a perfect gift for a gift for an Apple fan. Uh, you know, this is, this is amazing. 350 beautiful design pages, hundreds of fantastic photos of basically every product that Apple has ever made, uh, every desktop, laptop, iDevice, printer, even old gaming devices. It's all there. And, uh, we guarantee that you'll see some pictures. You didn't even know, uh, that Apple made these products, right? Yeah. Uh, it's an amazing, cha- it's got an amazing chapter about prototypes, which is my personal favorite. Uh, there's even a chapter on packaging, which has a whole bunch of like crazy boxes and things that look like they've been like in the attic for years, which is totally cool. Uh, so all the boxes that came with the amazing technology, it's great stuff. Uh, and it has a forward by Waz, uh, yeah. hundreds of amazing quotes from other Apple pundits. It's really something. Visit iconicbook.com to learn more. Check it all out. Uh, even got their cameras in it, the it, quick takes. Yep. And the, there are multiple editions of the book that are available. Uh, the editions range from $75 to $300, but I got to tell you something special five by five discount only available to listeners uh, of this show. You get 20% off the classic or a classic plus edition of iconic. Uh, and the only way to get that special 20% off is to visit iconicbookcom slash five by five. So uh, if you or somebody, you know, loves Apple, go get one of these beautiful books right now. It's iconicbook.com slash five by five. Thank you to Jonathan and Ridgewood publishing for, uh, for supporting five by five and not taking pictures. Hey, uh, those, those, um, cameras uh, who made the cameras for Apple. I think Kodak, if, if I'm not mistaken, I'm not sure. Okay. But I think it was Kodak. Are you away from your mic right now? I am away from my mic. Sorry. I was looking at the book. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Oh, so <laughs> I'm doing the hard work of the read. That's You're right. looking That's at right. the book. I'm like flipping through. I've, I've put it down. I've All put right. it down. Uh, let's, uh, let's talk about, uh, last week's assignment. 
Let's talk about the group. Motoran. That's right. Uh, Freddie Clark uh, uh, gave me grief about, about uh, that song, so I, I sent him a, a video of Neil Diamond singing America. Oh. So <laughs> I'm not going to do far. it. We've been traveling far. <laughs> I, you know, one time, the one time I've ever done karaoke somewhat seriously. Yeah. Andrea and I, Andrea and I went to, um, to a karaoke bar, like in the middle of the day, like not a karaoke bar, but like one of those places where you get the booths. Yeah. Okay. In the middle of the day in London, you know, years ago. And we did, you don't, Bring me flowers, you know. Oh, sure. Barbara Streisand. Hardly talk to me anymore. Yeah, yeah. When I come through the door at the end of the day. Great song. Yeah. Great song. But when you try to sing like Neil Diamond, you rip your vocal cords to shreds. You go How he can still do that, who knows? Yeah. But he is, is, I've seen him twice in concert and he is terrific. Uh, I would, I've heard that. Uh, uh, Conrad's been, I've never been. Uh, one One of the big, it's the big holes in my life that I need to fill. Uh, but how did Motorin do? It, it did really one one little thing on on uh, my my parents yeah. uh, used to have season tickets to the Greek, okay, uh, which is a terrific venue uh, in in the hills above Los Angeles, and they were actually uh, they were actually at the uh, the um, Hot August Night taping for Neil Diamond in 1972. Hey, that's cool. Yeah, so they say. Who knows? They could be lying. I don't know. Liars. <laughs> anyway, uh, so great stuff. Uh, some literal interpretations of motoring. Some more, more uh, uh, sort of more abstract. Uh, really great black and white and color work. Both. Yep. Um, was it David Gardner that posted the winding that winding road that was all real high contrast? Uh, yeah, I was just looking for that now. I think there were some some boating shots that there's a Did Craig uh, B really have a uh, uh, a um car with 621,000 miles on it? I think so. Uh yeah, what? here. The downside of motoring broken car broke a sway bar on one of my cars an 82 Mercedes-Benz with 720,000 miles on it. Craig, where are you driving to? That is crazy. Yeah, that's that's uh, great stuff from Millie, which is not surprising because Millie's stuff is awesome. Um, There's a couple of dumpsters in here too. That's right. Uh, David Gardner. Yeah. Uh, motoring along this particular stretch of road is always fun. Uh, Hawk's Nest runs along the Delaware River just north of Port Jervis, New York. Yeah, it's wow. a beautiful shot. Um, really, really cool stuff. Lance Harshberger, good stuff. Uh, yep. Fusera, oh, still hate him. Damn, Fusera. Uh, Jake uh, Sorensen put this great shot uh, in Glacier National the Glacier? Park. Glacier, yeah, yeah, it's a great shot. Uh, so people, yeah, people had fun with it. Uh, Freddie out the front window of him outrunning the law. I'm assuming <laughs> sirens wailing behind him. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, some really good stuff. So uh, there was a shot in there. I think it was Derek Weiss. Was it Derek? Yeah. Okay. Derek Weiss, this shot, uh, she's watching you. Okay. Yep. You see that with, with the, the, the street art there in, in the background? Yep. So, so that's going to be street art is going to be the new assignment. Street oh. art or, or graffiti, street art, uh, urban art, however you'd like to. to right. There's a lot if, of that around my house, so I can do that. Okay. Yeah. Street art is, is the new assignment. So have fun with some of you. Have For, formal there. or informal street art doesn't matter. 
doesn't matter. Let's okay. see what you got. Show, show, let's, let's see the street art around your neighborhoods or the, the places you happen to visit. Okay. Uh, but yeah, really, really good stuff for, for last week. Hashtag um, street art. Got it. Urban Bjorkland. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Some nice stuff for motoring. I once shot uh, a guy named Hank Bjorkland, who apparently really? is a famous football player from back in the days. Oh, no. That's cool. Uh, and I shot him. He was a model for a, for a, a, a advertising thing I was doing. He just in his old in, like as he got older, he just as a fun thing on the side, he started like being a model. Nice for stuff. Yeah. Uh, and somebody on the set knew who he was. He's like, "Are you angry?" He's like, "Yeah." And he's like, "Can I have you sign this thing for my dad?" It was really funny. Anyway, go ahead. You see this this shot that Fusera posted about uh, uh, the, with the tractor, Jason. Damn you. Big long fields in this in this tractor out in the distance, and then uh, uh, Dwayne Christensen his his uh, his comment uh, tractoring. What's your price for wheat? I'm raising my own meat. I'm gonna go plow now. Oh God! Night, night manger. Night manger. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, such a bad joke. Oh, so great. We have so Dwayne, many bad jokes. Dwayne wins. Ah. <laughs> oh. All right. Uh, what else? What else we got? All right. Uh, What? uh, uh, Let me ask you a question. Yes. Have you seen Blow Up? The the uh, Polanski flick or the one the the the, yeah the one in the sixties. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Which was supposedly somewhat based upon our uh, the protagonist is somewhat based upon the lifestyle of our photographer of the week. Interesting. You didn't know that. I did not know that. Yeah, that's like one of the big things. Okay, so the photographer of the week. This is this has come from a few people who have asked for him specifically. Uh, some repeatedly. Uh, David Bailey. Yep. Is uh, and uh, the crazy thing about David Bailey to me. So David Bailey, fashion photographer, uh, started in the late fifties, I think it was. Shot through the sixties, seventies, you know, all the way through. Uh, apparently, at the time that he was when he was younger, was supposedly so good looking. That, 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 you know, it was the swinging 60s and whatever it is that, that his whole, uh, he, he would basically make love to his, his subjects like through the camera. Uh, and all, apparently all the models and all the people loved him. He was friends with rock stars. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, um, uh, Rolling Stones uh, um, lead singer. His name is, oh my God, what's wrong with me? Mm. Mick Jagger. Mm, there you go. Was was his? So I gave you a little hint there. Was was his uh, uh, best man at one of his? I think he's married four or five women. So apparently this guy's got around. And when you look at pictures of him when he's younger, you can totally see that he's like this really good looking, like hip guy with like pointy black shoes. You know, like the picture in that Vogue uh, article. Yeah, where he's just like, here, I want you to be like this, love. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and and that's the game. Um. Is is pretty great stuff. Uh, yeah, lived a crazy life, and you know, you read this stuff. I like uh, those boots he's wearing. You like, of course you do. I don't like the pointy thing. I couldn't pull it off. But I don't think the pointy know, thing on. ever works. Okay, he's wearing like like pointy like beetle boots, uh, skinny black jeans, and a white wife beater, and he's just rocking it. Oh yeah, like he was hipster way yeah. before. You, yeah. yeah, we couldn't pull that off on our best day. Yeah, that's some seriously like, cool mod stuff. But that, yeah. but that shows a you got to have the looks and you got to have the attitude. He's probably got stuff. a Vespa outside that studio yeah. too. I also I like these pictures from the Independent. These recent portraits of him. 
mm-hmm. where you know the it's like his 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 big eight by ten is in the background in silhouette, right? And it's him up front. It's um, beautiful. His work is beautiful work. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I did not know anything about this person uh, before looking, at, you know, after after him being sort of requested by by listeners. I think a lot of these pictures are ones that we know or have seen, mm-hmm. not knowing uh, who shot them. It, right. it is very obvious to me looking at these pictures that uh, well, David Bailey was one of the guys that Rankin had in that show, wasn't it? Wasn't he one of the guys? Uh, um, remember the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The recreation of that picture with the girl with her arm overhead with blowing back. David Bailey was one of the, Oh, okay. Yeah. I was going to say that these pictures are very much what I can imagine Rankin and Platon using as their prototypes. Sure. Sure. Um, like the single light, really, really stark, super, you know, crush the blacks thing. Um, is, you know, it's that whole look. Uh, which is really, really great. Uh, and all these, all these shots of models and that kind of stuff. I mean, it, it has that air of simplicity. All the, almost all of these portraits are super, super simple. You know, they are, they are, um, it's, it's all about the subject, right? You right. Know, standing in right. front of, of generally white background, generally single light on the person. Uh, it's, it's about what he can get out of them. You know, and of course, a lot of these people are musicians and actors and people who, you know, can can put on a show, sure, uh, which helps. Uh, but uh, really, really cool stuff. I wonder why people wanted him so much. They must. Uh, they, people love this guy. Yeah. But, uh, oddly enough, not a lot of really great. Is archive. You no, know, they're, they're, but there's, there's a lot his... of actor or a lot of photographers like that. Right. That, right. Right. Uh, do you. You think he's sort of uh, the British Avedon? Um, I don't. I don't know. Actually, or Avedon's the 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 American Bailey. I don't know. Hey, he was knighted. Yeah, beautiful work. Someday I'll get knighted. I'll become British, and they'll knight me. You think? Yeah, I I I think it'll happen. I have I have faith. Uh, yeah, here, I, I don't. I don't have a sword, but I've got a length of lead pipe I can whack you on the shoulders with. Here, here's a here's a here's a quote from Grace Coddington, uh, you know, Vogue's creative director. Sure. Uh, it was the '60s. It was a raving time, and Bailey was unbelievably good looking. He was everything you wanted him to be, like the Beatles, but accessible. And when he went on the market, everyone. Uh, when he went on the market, everyone went in. We were all killing ourselves to be his model, although. Uh, he hooked up with Gene uh, 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 Shrimpton quickly, pretty quickly. Uh, and Gene Shrimp, uh, Shrimpton said he was magic and the camera loved uh, – she was – oh, of of Gene Shrimpton, Bailey said she was magic and the camera loved her too. In a way, she was the cheapest model in the world. You only need to shoot a half a roll of film and you had it. Wow. She had the knack of having her right hand in the right uh, – her having, having her hand in the right place. She knew where the light was. She was just a natural. And I will tell you – as somebody who takes portraits of people, certain people are really easy and certain people are really hard. Some people get it and some people don't. So, man, if you find those people who it just works from, you know, the get go, it's awesome. You know? hmm. uh, very, very cool. Yeah, we have to find. Does he have a good book or something that we can uh, link to? I'm, I'm looking right now. There's, there's, it's a surprising. There's a surprising lack of. 
of uh, good photography about him. Yeah, that's interesting. There's um, David Bailey, Bailey Stardust, a book, which apparently is the National Gallery of Scotland. Scotland! Like the new uh, doctor. Here's a, here's a good... Uh, here's a Faden book. Vogue's got... Oh, Faden's got one, okay. Yeah. There's, there's another one. All right, I'll put, I'll put a link, I'll put a few links in the show notes too. Yeah, this one, this here, this one. Let me take out this other Vogue one. The Vogue UK one has a better selection of of articles and and photographs. All right, we can put all these in there. Oh, his son is a photographer as well. Look at that. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff, David Bailey. David Bailey. Yeah. Um. You have to check this out. Um. All right, that about wraps it up. You got anything else? Um. No. Hey, if you want to leave us a voicemail, you can do that. 347-687-9411. Yeah. 347-687-9411. Uh, and it's uh, at Bill Wadman and at Jeffrey Storis on Twitter. And uh, send us an email, podcast at ontakingpictures.com. Gets to both of us. And uh, we will see you next week, I guess, right? Yes, we will see you next week. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Uh, and, and keep posting. Keep, keep, keep posting to the group. Uh, tell your friends yeah. about the show, about the group. Uh, leave a review. Leave a rating. Do, you know, help us keep growing this, this thing. Circle of life, Jeffrey. That's right. And go check out that iconic book if, if, you, uh, if you're a fan of the Apple stuff. Mm, it's, I'm going to go look at mine again. It's... it's Ugh, it's mind-numbing. Just the the amount of work that had to go into, I know, it makes my head chasing spin. down all of this stuff yeah. is is. Wild. And you don't have to because Jonathan already did. So <laughs> that's right. Now you did. Now you don't. This this is the the definitive volume. Yeah. yeah. I bet I bet even Johnny Ives got one of these. Ah, well, it's a good question. We'll have to ask Luffy. Yeah. All right. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Right. Uh, we'll, we'll see you next week. Say